0: And it was probably a week after. Now, here was what was interesting. The event went flawlessly. People loved it. Presenter had a great experience, all of that. When I ended that event, something inside felt different. It's hard to describe. I just felt the discontent. Mm. There was something that was discontent inside me. I don't, and at the time, I didn't know where it was coming from. I just was like, why am I feeling this way? I just had my most successful professional development event. I'm ready to roll, ready to ramp into spring of 2022. Yeah. You know, and really grow this thing. Yeah. And, uh,
1: Welcome back to another episode of Kingdom Aires, where faith meets business, inspiring kingdom-minded entrepreneurs. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Josiah Fay Lauer, a dear friend of mine that I've known for the past few years, uh, who has a very interesting niche background, which is the sign language interpreting and education. And so uh, we're going to hear today about his journey from the past 17 years of of that career and how it brought him into from his high point of that career and how it launched him into a new career, uh, which I think is going to be very interesting for us to follow. So, uh, Josiah, welcome
0: to today's Good show. Good to be here, man. Thank you for having me on. Really excited. <laughs> Thank you. And love what you're doing, by the way, with Kingdom Airs. Really, I think the content's been compelling, uh, really interesting. So, uh, And I know you're just getting started, so I'm excited. You know, uh, thank you. We just talked about that. How it? How uh, we are just getting started.
1: But you know, when you do something, we want to do things like we've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Right. And so we kind of take what I've been working on and just apply it to something uh, something new. Yeah. So um, that's cool. One of the reasons why I wanted you to come on today. Is from the conversations we've had for the past oh, about a year and a half now, Maybe about a year and a half, you and I have just been conversating and get to know each other better and better. And, you know, we've talked about the concept of how business and ministry really are one in the same. And business owners don't go out and say, hi, I'm, I'm a minister. I'm here to meet your needs, uh, you know, fix your whatever in your house or whatever kind of service they offer. But it's it's the spirit of it's the spirit in that we operate right? And so um, the dynamic that you've, you come from a background of a very niche industry is sign language interpretation and education, right? And so I'm curious as to how you got started in that. And I know you've done some other things as well. And um, so I'm just curious, so how did you get started in that?
0: Well, so it started actually with uh, a relationship, a Friend of mine who, well, he wasn't a friend at the time, but I was 13 years old. He was in my apartment complex. We were living in an apartment at the time. So, you know, all, it, all the kids in the apartment at that time, we would all know when somebody new came to the complex. Sure. And yes. we'd say, like, do they have kids? How old are their kids? We want to <laughs> know their kids, you know, hang out yes. with their kids. Yeah. It was very community kind of oriented, this apartment complex. And so, new family moves in. They have. A son and a daughter we're like cool we're gonna go meet this these new kids and and be friends with them so we go to meet them and but they're both deaf both the boy the the boy and the girl deaf about my my same age 12 13 years old at that time and so most of the my friends in the apartment complex just kind of uh okay you know whatever moved on and i was like wait i was like i think my sister's got a sign language book i think we all had one of those books back in the early 90s 90s right yeah. Yeah, I think we all yeah. had one of those like, books. I'm going to go I'm going to go look at that book and learn some signs and go So anyway, I went I started there, learned some signs. So started interacting with him and just really was relational motivation, you know. That's I wanted good. to know him, I wanted to communicate with him, want to connect with him, talk to him, hang out with him. And so that was the starting point of of learning the language. Had no idea, no plans in a thousand years I'd do it as a career, as a profession, you know. Didn't foresee that coming at all. What did you want so, to do when you were 13 years so, old? So I had no idea. I mean, play basketball. Be the next Michael Jordan? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) White men can jump. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was was a movie. That was a movie. (laughs) Woody
1: Harrelson. It did inspire me that I could. uh, I still couldn't reach the rim, though.
0: No, I couldn't. I had a vertical issue. I just wasn't tall enough. (laughs) Same. Same. I think we're about the same height. So, yeah, same issue. I I didn't know what I wanted to do. But that that kind of started the journey. And then I, uh, the deaf community is very small. So you meet, you know, because they're, it's just a small, tight, tight-knit, not a yes. lot of people obviously know sign language, so right, right. Uh, when they come across somebody who knows sign language, especially somebody who's not deaf, they're like, oh, cool, it's yeah, I wanna deal. know you. So, yeah, so that just kind of started, I mean, I was living regular life, all the other things, but then I just kept meeting more deaf people and hanging out with deaf people, so. Anyway, fast forward from whatever year that was to 2006, 2006, at that time now I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Uh, I had gone to college at Oral Roberts University. Okay. Uh, I was studying uh, pastoral care, yeah, okay. which I now do, didn't, I mean, many, 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 many years later now, wow. I'm doing that. That's... But anyway, studied, studied that, was studying that at ORU, and uh, was working at the same time. And here's the thing, really, is I one of, the, one of the things about my life that has kind of been a marker for me has been helping people. I love to help people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love people. I love connecting with people. I'm a very relational kind of guy. And so, even before I started doing sign language on a professional level, most of the careers and things I would choose to do involved people, helping people, et cetera. So, I worked with people with disabilities for several years, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people in group homes, you know, and really enjoyed it. Just loved it. Just loved helping people. And uh, it's just something I knew I had in me. And so, uh, as I was finishing up my degree at ORU, working uh, working part time, uh, was about to graduate, and I was attending a deaf church in Tulsa for okay. a couple of years. So the pastor was deaf, his wife was hearing. Uh, she was a sign language interpreter. Uh, he was deaf though, so all the sermons are in sign language. I mean, he's you know, so I, you show up and the whole place is silent. Wow, it's just like he's just signing. Uh, you know, how you, did you read that? Did you, were you able to interpret it? You would be able to read it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, by that time, this was from thirteen to twenty-four. Okay. I had been, I had been kind of learning more, increasing my language proficiency, so I could just sit in the service and take it in in sign language. Would they have? um, Would there be music? They did have music because they did have other hearing people that knew sign language that went, and so I think they did it kind of for their sure for (laughs) for their participants. Yes, but it wasn't a band. They would just like play. A CD or something.
1: I, I need to say something. When we first moved to Corpus Christi, uh-huh. uh, Megan and I and the girls, we had the three older girls at the time. Um, we were uh, just church visiting and trying to find a good, you know, we really did not fully understand the demographic of Corpus Christi when we moved here. Yeah. But um, for those of you who don't know, Corpus Christi's got about a sixty percent Hispanic population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so right. um, Caucasian uh, descent is like I think eighteen percent. And so when we first the neighborhood we moved to, um, we were visiting churches in that area, and the majority of them were all Spanish speaking churches. Wow. And so it's hilarious for us coming from New York, where mm-hmm. I mean you're you have the multitude of nations, but majority of things were done in English. And so where we're, we walk in, they're like, "Oh, hi," or "Hola, ¿Cómo estás?" <laughs> I'm like, "Hi, what is this?" <laughs> no habla. No habla. I didn't even know that. I did. I now <laughs> understand uh, job site Spanish. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the they they said, "Oh, no problem. We have interpreters for you. We have uh, we can interpret for oh, you." Oh, you put in. They actually earphones? did interpret for us the spanish service took mm-hmm. place and then there's uh, a lady speaking in english ter- interpreting for us mm-hmm. uh, it was amazing yeah that yeah, was a counts. that was a cultural yeah experience coming to corpus christi yeah so yeah. I could, i'm sorry yeah. i just had no to, that's cool yeah i could so yeah, i could somewhat very
0: <laughs> yeah 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 for sure um and so yeah i mean i'll i'll, I'll, I'll kind of just compress the story a little bit but um from there i i had uh the the pastor's wife said, Hey, there's a, there's a job opening in the public schools as a teacher's assistant, uh, in a deaf, uh, deaf education classroom. So right. this was like middle school. I think it was seventh and eighth grade. Um, you don't have to be certified, no special education required, like, or special degree required. Yeah. You just yeah. have to have language proficiency. She said, here's what it pays per hour. At the time I was working with people with disabilities. It was more than I was making, yes, of course. I was like, Hey, I love, I love the work, but like making a little bit more would be great. It'd be good. So yeah. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to start there. I'm going to do that. And, um, Again, I was finishing up my degree at the same time uh, and then started working at the public schools. Really loved it, enjoyed it, working with kids, love the educational environment. Uh, of course, my skills also increased just being in an environment now where it's like you, yeah. you have to perform. You yes. have to be able to communicate. All, you have to all be all able to respond. People right? looking to you. Yeah. You have to be dependable. And so, so that helped me kind of raise my... Like game, you know, like, okay, I'm going to be, it's game day. I got I got to get better. On point. And so that's where I started and then kind of learned about how to go through the official uh, processes to get certification for sign language interpreting, which it, anybody who's ever done this kind of work in education, like teacher's assistant para, you're not making a ton. Yeah, but it it's okay. Uh, but if you can get licensed, if you can get certified, if you can become, you know, professional, yes. you know, now you're talking about a much higher income Possibility. And that's the track you you pursued at that point. Right. So I pursued that track. Now I I will say, um, I will say it was very unconventional. Like the, my story on how I became a professional sign language interpreter. I mean, probably I I represent the point something percent of people that go through that path. The majority of people that become professional sign language interpreters, you know, go through a degree program, which I never did. Right. Uh, I did end up going back later for a master's degree in education, focused on uh, interpreting education for sign language interpreting. Right. Um, but I had no other formal education or certification training, so very unusual. And I didn't have parents that were deaf, because that's the other that's Can the I other agree. demographic. Is if you have, you know, there's there those who have or, or... parents who are deaf, they grow up with the language, they have fluency, and so a lot of them become interpreters. Um, uh, without going through the formal channels, but I didn't have the parents that were deaf. I didn't have the formal channels. Wow! So it was really a God thing. He really opened it up. So it gave you another um, language. He did. gave language. me just a, a people group to connect with. And so, um, yeah. Long story short, just dove in and uh, got certification. Passed the first time I took the test, which also was uh, very kind of un- unusual, especially without the education. Wow! But was able to pass get certification. Now I'm now there's all these other opportunities for for work uh making more um etc and you know the other thing that was an was an advantage was i was a man and um the sign language interpreting profession by far it's like female like 80 something, not people. maybe 90 i don't know wow. like high percentage, high percentage like um So I did. I did the interpreting work. uh, Also later, started educating. Started. I I taught the language for several years. Mm -hmm. Then went back to school, got my master's degree. Went back uh, and taught the uh, interpreting process. So I started teaching interpreting, which I loved more than actually teaching the language. So you were
1: teaching. You were teaching other professionals that wanted to to do what I did. To do what you're doing. Yep. And this was all in Tulsa.
0: It was in Tulsa. I taught for one year at the University of North Florida. Mm -hmm. I taught for the University of Tulsa, Tulsa Community College. uh, Oklahoma University, so several different colleges and universities. Okay, yeah. So I mean, it it, it was a wild journey. Never, never th- predicted it. Like I said, going yeah, back, right, going right, back, right, I right. never thought, you know, meeting this thirteen year old boy in my neighborhood would be significant. Uh, and I and I really have thought about that dynamic since then. Is um, how easy it is to overlook um, every meeting, every encounter, every opportunity. That's right. And really to think, well this is this is cool this is great but this isn't significant right you know something i've learned since then is that there's significance really in everything the lord brings across your path and i had no idea if we see it if we see eyes, it, if and people, walk it out those who has
1: those who have eyes to see yeah we'll see yeah especially as we're asking to be directed what should i do with my life there might be young people watching listening today I'm like well i don't know really know what my gifting my calling is mm-hmm. i don't really know what i should do yeah but a lot of times it's sitting right in front of us
0: right yeah i think that's a good general approach is look around you like what is what's where's the field you're standing in mm-hmm. that's good uh and who are the people around yes. you yes uh, where are the opportunities around you yeah. and just go for go for something right uh don't feel like taking a step in that direction commits you oh forever yeah for forever i don't want right? to do this i don't want to do this forever no just yeah just start moving. be curious yeah take initiative uh Take the next step, see where the next step leads you. So, you know, one other thing I'll say c- about the the interpreting career, which uh, I'm sure we'll get into this, but I've since transitioned out of that career. Yes, but, right, right. Um, you know, almost 17 years of doing it as a professional. And, and one thing I really, and this is by the grace of God, really, that that I had this, I guess, I don't know that it was even an awareness, to be honest. I want to I say I was aware of it, but it probably was more just like this internal thing that was running inside of me and i'm not sure where that came from exactly but the drive like what yeah the internal thing that was running inside was like i want to do this the best that i can like i want to be the best personal best at this and everything yeah 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 not necessarily Mm -hmm. better than somebody else but i want to maximize my potential in this field that's right so that's why I went back for further education. That's why, you know, I continued to just grow, put myself uh, in situations where I, you know, maybe it wasn't a comfortable uh, or a uh, familiar yeah. environment well, you started, and I would do that on purpose regularly, you know? Well, that's, so, how,
1: that's how growth comes. Right. Being uncomfortable.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, educational, I became real comfortable in educational settings. And I still probably one of my favorite settings to interpret in was education. I did a yeah. lot of educational interpreting uh, from primary, secondary, college, post secondary, master's would you use, degrees. So
1: I have to ask the practical question would you use words? What do you mean? Or would you only use your hands?
0: Well, when you're teaching. Oh, when I was teaching or yeah. interpreting? Okay, because I also, I, what I was saying was i I've I'm just been, thinking been, from a practical standpoint, yeah. you're trying to teach. Yeah, I'll answer that. So so I interpreted, though, in so many different educational settings, which was cool because I was able to, to glean even educationally in all these different things that yes. I was interpreting for. Right. Okay, so then with the teaching, though, um, when I would teach the language, I wouldn't use any spoken anything. It was okay. all manual. So students come in, even level one, do you just start signing to them? Right on the board if you have to. Okay, there you go. You know, then you teach him the sign. So that was kind of the approach for the language acquisition. Okay, with interpreting, there were classes. Most of the classes, I would also use English, but that's because it's uh, when you're interpreting, it's bimodal, right? So not one mode. Teaching the language, you're talking one mode. Just yes, yes. How do you use this language? And that's all manual. Bimodal, you have two different modes. So now you're using manual language, but you're also using spoken language. Because you're always interpreting with two parties. <laughs>
1: yes. Let me ask a question. Right? Were you able to, um, in your 17 years, and even now, have you ever been able to lead, share the good news, signing the good news with Yeah. Someone?
0: Actually, before I even became a professional interpreter, I had an opportunity at the church that I was attending uh, in Tulsa. The pastor asked me to preach. It's an unreached Saturday.
1: people group is what my point is that it's, it's yeah. being a reached people group or unreached people group. Yeah. The signing, the, the deaf community, in many respects, for a long time was an unreached group
0: unless they could in, read and so yeah. forth. In a lot of ways that they still are. Um, they have, I mean, they have both deaf people and hearing people that love Jesus. Yes. That have a revelation of the kingdom, that have a revelation of truth. Uh, and, and they are doing things. Yes, uh, in, of course. Uh, in the deaf community. Uh, for the kingdom of God. Um, But it's still very small scale. You know, I could get into a whole thing about some of the recent uh, developments. Like one of them, I'll I'll mention one of them is several years ago, there was a a group that formed to do an ASL version of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so they have an app uh, for, for it now, and they continue to add more and more sections. I don't know that they've completed the entire Bible, but the whole thing is interpreted by deaf people, uh, and it's put out specifically for the deaf community. So that's really awesome. And maybe we can so, add some, so more can, is happening.
1: Maybe we can add the link to that. So people down below, um, will yeah. add the link to that.
0: Wait, yeah, I think it's called ASL is, Bible. I'll, I'll, double check, but you, we can add the link down there. Yeah. I think that'd be helpful for the because app
1: because I tell you what, it's just, it's resources. A lot of people don't yeah. even know about resources existing and, for sure. and just us sharing those resources is helpful. Yeah, for sure.
0: So that's, that's cool. Yeah. So I, I had opportunity. I, I had opportunity to preach in sign language uh, before I was working professionally. One Sunday, I was super nervous. I mean, it's it's it can be nerve-wracking to preach in your first language. Yes, of course. Uh, but <laughs> in your second language, that was still developing. I'm like, okay, I hope uh, this goes
1: well. You I don't know, want to say the wrong thing, offend somebody.
0: <laughs> I think it went well. But then That's you know, awesome. but then since then, I, I had opportunities. Now, kind of another part of my story is I wasn't. I mean there was a time during college still pursuing the Lord, after college, married life, kind of a c- couple years into that later where I wasn't re- I mean I was going to church but I wasn't really on fire for the Lord. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't really operating on that level of you know evangelism opportunities, yes. ministry opportunities. I wasn't that wasn't really a primary drive. Mm-hmm. You know, I still wanted to be a good person at that time, but my point is I probably missed tons of opportunities over those you know 15-ish years, yeah, uh, where I really could have made made more impact in the kingdom.
1: I think sometimes when we look back at the years that we've lived, right and looking back, we're like, man, now where we are today is not where we were but yeah. looking back, I'm like man I missed I missed moments where I could have been more fruitful. yeah, I could have been more plugged in starting with my my marriage, yeah. my relationship, my wife with my children. Um, and, and for me, I use those as motivators for today. Because I, I, I had asked my dad one time about his life. And he was talking about a friend of his who had just passed, old best friend had just passed away. And, and he goes, Man, you know, that guy, you know, man, looking at his life, I think, I think he probably died with a lot of regrets because he knew him and, and decisions he had made. And I said, Well, dad, do you have any regrets? He goes, I have no regrets. And at that moment, I said, Man, I said, Dad, I think there would have been Her. things you should have done differently, and da-da-da-da. That was my perspective. Yeah. and But then it reflected back to me, which was really good. I, I was like, okay, I don't want to live life with regrets. Yeah. I want to be intentional with everything yeah. that yeah. I do. Yeah, that's why I am that now I do. as well. And I think that, at that point, it's there, almost like but... a switch. Yes. The switch was off. If it happened, it happened. And maybe I would respond. Maybe I wouldn't, yeah. you know, well, but now you flip the switch with yeah. intentionality and now it's like everything that I do, yeah, I want to bring glory to my father. Well,
0: you said it earlier. You said eyes to see, eyes to see it. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, you know, I don't know how, how, how far, if, if you even really want to get into, um, my, my personal revival that happened in February of 2021. But, yeah. Let's talk about it. But, um, before that, I really didn't have the eyes to see the state of people. Yeah. Uh, that I was interacting. You mean, with you day mean to the day. eternal state? The eternal state of people. Yeah, not. Are they employed? Do they have jobs? Are they no? Where are they, at? Where are they, they at? Spiritually speaking, you yeah. know, are they dead? Are they alive? Are they compromised? Are they somewhere in between? We're spirit being? Are they rebe- in rebellion? Are yes. they whatever? Whatever's happening. I, I didn't really have eyes to see that. So again, I wanted to be good. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be. An honest man. I wanted to be a hard working man. You want to be a good man. I mean man. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to be a good man. Like I had, we all ascribe to be we want to be a good people. I had a yeah, I had a concept of this is what I should be doing.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: I, I and I think most people you know, I think most people have that. Yes. Yeah. You know, even even yeah. people who who've never met <laughs> Jesus never yeah, we met We all wanna be good people for the most part. I don't think anybody wakes up and says, I'm gonna be a bad man. Right, man. right, right. So yeah. you know, I, I had that. And of course I had I probably had a little bit more than that. I had a really good upbringing, uh, Christian upbringing, spirit-filled upbringing, and so I—I yeah. I mean, I had more than that. But operationally, real time in life, I, it was probably mostly like I want to be—I want to be good, and and yeah. and I hope I can be good. Yeah, that's you know? yeah. Good. But I didn't have—I didn't have the eyes to see. I didn't have a passion inside. I didn't have a zeal. I didn't realize how important every one of those moments and opportunities An were. I didn't yes. treat a day like. Oh my goodness. Like or oh my god literally. Like my yes. god. Yes. Today is a day from you there's actually eternal things that will happen today. So, so somebody said to me you know, a I long, didn't have those eyes. Long time ago, I think it was at
1: a vacation Bible school. Uh, it talked about having Jesus in our hearts. Take Jesus into your heart. Now as a grown man, you know that then was like okay, I got Jesus living inside of me. What does that really mean today as a grown up, right? As a man, what does that mean as a leader? What does that mean if I really have the Savior of the world with me every day? Right. What does it really mean? Does that mean that He's mine? He's just for me? Like what is that? What is that perspective? Mm-hmm. Right? It's just to see it. Every people, every person that we meet is an opportunity to share. Yeah. God's goodness with. That's right. To share love with them, to be loving, to be kind, whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. Uh, the fruits of the it, spirit, it, right? Yeah. To, to produce good fruits. But that's the that's what yeah. we have to share with others. Yeah. So to it's your horrible. point about missing opportunities. Yeah. And there have been plenty of missed opportunities for, for all of us. But but today is a good day to say, hey, you know what? Let's engage with, yeah. with these with these moments.
0: Well, what you'll find too, and this is what I've experienced post having the eyes to see yeah, uh, and the fire and zeal uh, within me to act on that. Um, what you'll find is you'll find the awareness of significance and meaning. It goes through the roof. It just skyrockets. Yeah. By far, like I would say the thing people are searching for they're searching for God, they may not know it, but they're yeah. searching they're searching for meaning. yes that's they're right. searching for purpose. Yes. Why am I on this earth? Come on Why does any day matter? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. When you have a revelation of Jesus, you talk about having Jesus in your heart, when you have a revelation of Jesus, now you're not just living your own story from birth to death. yeah, hoping to do the best you can you know yes. ho- maybe hopefully make some money have a good reputation make you know a good lifestyle yeah yep. like you're not on the streets right okay Come good on. let's yeah. okay fine i used to live on that side of town now look we live on this side of town Sure. right yeah so you've got you've got this but now When you have when you have a revelation of the kingdom, you have a revelation of eternity. Which you know, by the way, Jesus' message was so tied to eternity. He he talked about this is how you receive, this is how you inherit eternal life. Yes, that's right. He talked about storehouses in heaven instead of storehouses. So he was constantly pointing people higher and and further than than this, right? And so, but my point is when people and this is where I was too. But when people just have a snapshot of what's significant, that happens from uh, birth to death. Um, it's really difficult. I would say probably impossible, um, to realize the significance and meaning and purpose fully that you have opportunity to live in. Yeah. Right. Yes. When you have eyes to see the eternal story, like the big story, the the God story. Now this little segment, it's like engulfed into this massive story of God. Yeah. That's good. Right? Yes. And once you have a revelation of that, now it's like, okay, my day is not about my it's not just about my birth to death experience. Yeah. That's right. And taking care of my family, taking care of my kids, paying my bills, all that's good. Yes. But now this this day this day actually impacts. It's part of this grand story of the whole God story. Now what does that do? That drops. Like an eternity of meaning and purpose into your heart. Yes, because right. you're not just living for yourself. You're not just living for today. Now we're you're kingdom. You're living for something that's for kingdom, massive, yeah. King, eternal, kingdom-minded. At kingdom that point, minded.
1: your mind is is focused on kingdom, kingdom, In God's kingdom. Yeah, is and like in this.
0: Yeah. and in reality, we can't even fully comprehend that. I mean, the Lord has given us a, a snippet of this, a, you know, a revelation. Yes, of right. this, but like the full gravity of this. Like, what happened before? What's going to be happening forever? I mean, we're just, I'm always asking, Lord, I want to be able to see that more clearly. Have a greater revelation of that. But saying all that to say, you know, getting back to just living on mission, I guess, or just realizing the opportunity of every day, and this is what shifted for me, is because, I i mean, I had this marketplace career for 17 years. Uh, 16 of those years, I... I, I did try to do my best I did try to excel I did try yeah. to take advantage of opportunities I tried to be good and people's feedback actually about my impact in yeah. the community actually very positive absolutely you know like when I transitioned uh, from that career into what I'm doing now in the local church um you know people I, many many of my colleagues oh Josiah we're gonna miss you so much your impact has been amazing you know and I'm not saying that to to no to, but it means you actually uh, to, you brought value. Yeah, but I brought value. I brought value, but again, I could have only imagined. And probably the last year, and I'll tell you, man, everything shifted. You know, for me in February of twenty twenty one. But that last about year and a half uh, that I was doing this work professionally, uh, I I would say probably had equal, if not greater, impact than probably the fifteen years or sixteen years before that, because now I couldn't help but talk about God's love. I couldn't help but point people to Jesus. I couldn't help but pray for my clients, which, you know, if anybody who's watching or watches later uh, is in the interpreting field, they'll know that there's these ethical boundaries. You're like, okay, you know, you you do the professional thing, but like, if you step over the line and like, Hey man, can I pray for you? I want to tell you about Jesus. You know, they're going to say, Oh, you know, you're stepping over those ethical (laughs) boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but the last year and a half, I was like, I, honestly, I don't, I don't care about the ethical boundaries, which on. by the way, I'm no longer certified. I let it expire. Uh, so they can't take it away if they hear this, that oh, I cross good, the ethical boundaries, which is okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. But I was like, I don't care, man. Today, what's more important you is, is people, eternity. You see people have needs and they
1: have physical needs, but we also have spiritual needs and it's so important. And and we're here, our father put us on this earth to be part of his story, Yeah, his story. And uh, I couldn't help but think about, as you were describing, Um, perspective of yeah, i keep thinking about the dash right the gravestone yes yes the the start date the finish date it's the dash right and and we can live this life in the dash because the dash is uh is horizontal but i truly believe that when we invite when we when we accept the invitation um to to join god's family um, when we become born again, in, in John chapter three, uh, he tells Nicodemus. Uh, Jesus tells Nicodemus that you must be born of water and of the Spirit in order to internal to receive internal life. And I, so, really, at that point, that's the vertical.
0: Yeah.
1: Now we're ascending. Yep. Right to we the are. kingdom, yep. and, and we can say, "Oh, the kingdom is the pie in the sky." No, no, the, the kingdom is is all around us. It's not necessarily above the. You know, yeah. in the sky
0: and it is and it's within us as well.
1: And it's within us. Right. Because we carry the kingdom yeah. within us. And so I think that's the vertical part. So if, if we go yeah. vertical, we actually are ascending to connect with our God. Yes. Outside of ourselves. Yeah. And we're the we're the horizontal. Yeah. And then the vertical integration. Yeah. It's it's both it's both
0: humbling and exciting, empowering at, at the same, same time. time. Yeah. Well because said. because it's nothing we could do. We can't ascend. No. In our flesh, no. in our best efforts, no, nope, we can't. But the moment we're born again, born of the Spirit, and that our Spirit actually comes alive, yes, and then we're filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Now we're connected to to, to everything that's above. We're connected yes. to the Kingdom. It's within us. It's above us. It's around us. Like you said, uh, wow, that's humbling because that's a work <laughs> totally that starts outside of ourselves. It's like living.
1: It's, it's like living in a black and white world. It's like living in a black and white world. And then, and then, and then pop, boom, color. color color comes on I can remember when um, I was probably 19 and I had a born I had my born-again experience mm-hmm. and um, I was with a group of friends on a Wednesday night after after a church service and uh, Bible Bible study service and I remember we were out at, at some restaurant and I was looking around and I was looking at the food I was looking at the people and everything seemed completely different mm-hmm. everything seemed yeah brand new, everything yeah. seemed it's a good enhanced, way to describe, everything yeah. seemed more like this sign was this sign, but it was just like,
0: Phew. yeah.
1: and I, I looked over at my friend Bob and I said, Bob, I said, everything seems so different. And yeah. he's, Bob's known me a long time. And mm-hmm. he says, he says, mad dog. No, <laughs> he said, <laughs> mad dog, mad, mad alone. Dog, mad alone. He, was, he was always at all my football games. He said, before I was Christian or anything like that, born again, Christian, I should say, uh, he says, yeah, it's kind of like being born again everything seems brand new. Mm-hmm. I said yes. Yes. And yeah, that's a real people have this experience every day. Cuz our God every day is drawing people to him. And and what's great is that even in our work because uh, when we work, we work unto the Lord. We serve unto the to the Lord. We're doing that for him. We want to care for people, yeah. right? And and we get paid for the work, but that doesn't take away from the reward of what we do. Yeah. Right? For and sure. we're doing it unto The father says everything you do do unto the lord and so i think that's something very powerful you you had this career and you're like man this is good it's good yeah
0: it's good but i'm missing something but But i'm
1: missing something and and what's cool is that you said before you got into this you went you went to oral roberts university for pastoral care that was your trajectory Mm -hmm. that's where you're like look you know what Mm -hmm. i love serving people i love god i want to be this is the this is the path i want to go yeah you you wind up Going in a way, you still served God because you served people, yep. but not not in a way that. Because y- yeah, yeah. I think it's still, yeah, it's still I, a form of ser- service. It right? is. It is. But but here's the cool thing, you hit a highlight in your career, mm-hmm. right? You, we, we've talked about this. You hit a highlight of your career. You're yep. like, man, this is where it's really going to start taking off, and then you have a pivot moment. Yeah. What was that?
0: So, yeah, the I went from. Educate, education in like ed- institutional environment, so like colleges and universities. Yeah. To uh, I started my own business where I was doing professional development for mm-hmm. interpreters. So, as a sign language interpreter, you're required to uh, complete a certain number of professional development hours, PD hours. Yes. yes. Uh, every cycle of your certification, and so you kind of have this built-in marketplace of professional development that's yeah. been created. Yeah. Okay. So then everybody's kind of trying to find a space in that space. Yes. Uh, by offering workshops, offering trainings, professional development, mentorship, et cetera. Yeah. And so I was like, I want to get in that space. Uh, and it wasn't just like for money reasons, it actually really wasn't. It was just, I, I really love to do it. And the, and I realized that even in my, even in the time that I had compromise in my life, the Lord's anointing, this, yes, is, this is crazy, too. bro. Yeah. But I mean, even in the time of compromise, I still had his anointing and his hand on me. I remember, bro, February of 2021, when I came to the Lord, I just looked back and I wept because of his grace and his goodness yeah. in spite of me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Through. I just was like, Lord, I deserve none of this. You were so gracious and so good. So saying that to say, he, he, he put that on me and I just, man, I realized I love it. I want to do this. So I said, I'm going to do professional development. So I jumped into that space. Um, and at that time, I had my master's degree, so I was able to do workshops myself. Uh, not that that was required, but it helped just sure, kind of yeah. bring clout, and so people would say, "Yeah, I want to go learn that under abilities. this guy." Yeah. But also, I'd built enough of a reputation, at least in my local community, where people are like, "Hey, man, I want to go learn under him." Absolutely, you know. Yes, um, and and that's a and that's a good. I mean, that's a good marketplace marketplace principle. Yes, it you is. know, it's like as you excel, people in your market will recognize. Yes, that. they do, and they'll say, "Okay, he has something to offer." You, but you it's got to have something to it's offer. A platform here's a right? platform to speak. Yeah, now you can offer that, and then people will assign value to that. Yes, they do. And so, they'll, they'll, and so they were doing that. So, anyway, it was going great. Started uh, mostly doing in-person stuff, and then actually, when COVID hit, shifted to online. Did a lot of stuff over Zoom, and it was kind of cool too when that shifted because now I started to bring in speakers and presenters yeah. from all over the country. Right. Uh, which before before COVID, um, you know, it was mostly in-person. I wasn't really thinking. Broad scale. Sure. So COVID actually helped me scale. Uh, So now I was bringing in uh, presenters, you know, some of them were. Instructors well known from other universities or places mm-hmm. of education. Some of them were uh, scholastic folks, like researchers, written books. You know, books that you know we would use in our training programs. You right. know, I'd, I'd get the author, and uh, again, the Lord was so gracious to open up opportunities. Yeah. I'd send an email, and they would respond. Wow! Hey, come on, baby, <laughs> you don't know me, but here I am, just a guy in Oklahoma. Uh, come on. you know, I'd love, I'd love to hire you for a professional development for be amazing interpreting, which was the name of my business. I love it. Be amazing and So they'd come in, they'd present, and so it started building and building, and building over time. So now, uh, 2021, I was still rolling, uh, really kind of ramping up. And then uh, it was November, I want to say 24th, I believe, 24th, 27th of uh, 2021, and I had booked a, a very well-known presenter. She presents at all the big conferences. You know, she's uh, written written articles. She's you know uh, written books. I mean, very, very well-known. And so had. The, the Lord just graced me with a contact with her. Yeah. And I said, hey, will you come present? And she said, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And um, and so booked her, advertised, had probably triple the amount of people sign up. Um, you know, it was that's by far deal. my most successful professional development in terms of financially. Yeah, of course. You know, it was like two hours, and I think I brought in a couple thousand dollars or something, which for me, I was like, whoa. That's a big deal. Like, that's not bad. You know, if come I can on. do a couple of these a month, I'm I'm good. So You're Doing good. Anyway, that was November of 2021. I had even already booked four presenters for the next, for the spring, because I was starting to now plan ahead. Yes, of course. Get my speakers booked, start getting You're my scaling. advertising ready. It's scaling, yeah. You know, starting to scale. And uh, so I was real excited. And it was probably a week after. Now, here was, here was what was interesting the event went flawlessly. People loved it, presenter had a great experience, all of that. When I ended that event, something inside felt different. Like what? It's hard to describe. I just felt the discontent. Mm. There was something that was discontent inside me. I don't, and at the time, I didn't know where it was coming from. I just was like, why am I feeling this way? I just had my most successful professional development event. I'm ready to roll, ready to ramp into spring of 2022. Yeah. You know, and really grow this thing. Yeah. And uh, anyway. I've had similar experiences. Yeah. And so I went to the Lord now. This was February of twenty twenty one when we I had really came back to the Lord. So now I'm in a just a now having a pattern in my life, a a rhythm of just like go before the Lord, listen to his voice. Yes. What is he speaking? That's the only thing I want to do. It's the only thing I want to hear. And so it was probably a week after that. He just it was very clear. He says, I want you to lay down be amazing interpreting. I just want you to lay it down. I didn't know what lay it down meant, but that's what he said. Sure. So I'm like, Okay, Lord. Uh, uh, it's going really well right now, God. Why should I lay it down? Exactly. Didn't make sense in the natural. <clears throat> but he said, lay it down. And I said, okay, that's what I'll do. I said, I'm not sure exactly what that looks like, but I know he's going to make it clear as I walk it out. This
1: is your full-time employment. I mean, this, this is how wasn't,
0: you- This wasn't full-time. I was still interpreting. Okay, so you were still- But, you're, but this is building, your industry. You're still making your my this, industry, this is how you make And I was building, and really the, the forward trajectory was reducing- interpreting because as, as you know, James, as a businessman, you can only do so much with hourly pay. 100%. Even yes. if you're making hundred bucks an hour, it's like, you're still, you're still, at you're still stuck yeah. at that hourly You've thing. You've got to step so, out. If
1: you want to grow your own paycheck,
0: you yeah. got to create your own paycheck. So I knew I yeah. wanted to go from hourly to something where I could build something where yeah. it's, you know, incomes being generated. So That's right. that, that was the shift I had going and that was the plan. Uh, so this was a deviation obviously from that plan yes. or yes, what yes, my yes. plan was anyway and so he says lay it down i said okay and so within i mean really the next couple of days i went ahead and just emailed every presenter i had for the spring and because of the place i was now with the lord uh i was just very open about everything related to my relationship with god and these are a bunch of christian people you're talking to negative ah! <laughs> negative they're <laughs> so like what in the funny world enough, are you talking about funny enough one of the ladies was jewish like right like practicing jew yeah Non-messianic. Yes. And she's like, which is awesome. That's bro. so cool. She's the like, rest, the rest were pretty much one. I think might've been a believer. I, I don't know. Uh, but they're the like, others. yeah, that's so, but you, when I emailed them, I said, I said, listen, I first of all, want to thank you so much for, you know, booking your, your, this date with me. We've all had to do letdown down emails. Yes, I appreciate and <laughs> it. But I, my point is I told them, I said, listen, the Lord told me, Jesus told me, I have to lay this down for this season. Wow. I said, so I appreciate deal. it. You know, if and when uh, I start offering professional development again, I'll reach out and I hope you'll be available. But in the meantime, God bless you. Thank you again. Love you much. Have a great day. You know, so I contacted okay. all of them. So you closed canceled that, all my it. So spring that door was closed. Closed it, yeah. And it segues you right into what you're doing now. It segued me pretty closely into that. Yeah, it was this following spring of 2022. Uh, I came down to Corpus, which is when I met you, in fact. Yes. Uh, I believe. Yes. It and, was. uh, and uh, it was a trip I had down here that everything shifted and the Lord started moving on my heart uh, to see what it would be like and explore and pray about what it would be like to come to Corpus.
1: Wow. And it, and it, it led you back to may have been the full, the, so, so, so sometimes, you know, as we wrap up and we and we kind of process out our own life, I know we're, we're thinking about, you're telling your story and I'm thinking about my own life and other guys thinking about their own life and, and yeah. how it all kind of ties in. I think one of the things that I think is really great is that we can get on, um, That God has a plan for each of us. The first plan is to know him. The second plan is to serve others. The two greatest commandments is to love God, with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength and to, to love others. And in that we have God's plan for us to serve others, yours led you into this pathway through wanting to connect with with people that it was really hard to connect with Mm -hmm. but you want to be that guy you wanted to be that guy to say no i'm going to figure out a way to connect with these these two kids in your community that just moved in and you're like i'm going to figure out a way to do it which led into a passion Mm -hmm. which which you're like this is i'm going into a niche market that i'm just going to go and do this as a career because i want to help people in that you're, you know, you still have a, you still have a, 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 desire to care for people, which is why you go to school to learn how to actually do pastoral care, mm-hmm. right? You're like, which is really cool. And then, but you don't fully operate in that, right? After 17 years, 18 years, yeah, there's, there's a knock at the door that says, hey, my son, um, I know you just had this experience with me, back in November, uh, back in February, uh, which was, which was awesome because you're like, hey, I want to go deeper with you, yeah. God you now then have this experience and you're like and shortly after, and you still remain to be faithful started accelerating and doing yes, even better yes. God's like oh because when you connect with me I add myself to that and whatever you do for my glory is going to continue to yeah to shoot forward goes yeah. vertical right yeah. goes vertical which is why you saw the scaling which is, you started seeing that and he's like okay son do you hear you hear this I'm knocking at your door are you prepared for something new mm-hmm. and today if you know, people here listening, if you know that, that the Lord is knocking at your door for a change, will you answer, will you open the door? Right. That's the question. Will you open right. the door? And this is, this is your journey. We haven't even gotten into any of the other really cool stuff, but we've basically yeah. said, look, it's not because you're doing something wrong or anything like that. He just added himself to it, but he's like, okay, you've been faithful with this and I'd like you to be faithful with something else and are you prepared for that? Yeah. Which that's a whole another conversation right there. How do you answer the call? How do you answer
0: the call of God when you have something going really, really well? It was very simple, I think, actually. Go ahead. I mean, you just say yes and then you do it. What if you don't know? That's the best place to be.
1: Who do you trust? You trust in yourself or do you trust in the Lord? That's the
0: thing is you have to get past everything inside of you that says trust in your your rationality, yeah, right. your reason, what yes. makes sense, uh, you know, and be willing to do something that doesn't seem to be rational. That's good. Uh, you know, that, and that's not to say that, that that's our objective is just to always be irrational. It's not, not always irrational, of course not. but the willingness to but big
1: shifts, big yeah, shifts have to be often, we're relying more on, that's right. On the one who's uh, orchestrating everything.
0: Yeah, and we see this in the biblical story time and time again. Yes, I mean yes. like it just doesn't make sense. Why go to that land? Why go that direction? Why, you know, uh, why blow the trumpets instead of like get out the weapons. I mean you just yeah. you just see the the same thing over and over again. It's like God likes to offend the mind to he get does. to the heart. I and I that. I I didn't come up with that. I've heard well people say it. that he likes I didn't come up with that, but you know, I've I've heard people say it again. Say say it again. That. God God will oftentimes offend the mind to get to the heart. You know, and he uses the,
1: there's another verse that says that he uses the
0: simple to the foolish things of this world, to shame the wise, the weak things of this world, uh, to shame the strong. Um, I mean, he, he does love just counterintuitive, counterintuitive and, and really what that is actually, what that is, it's, it's a, uh, it's a war for lordship. And so, Mm, you know, man man wants to make intellect reason rationality the highest and 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 i'm telling you that also ties into my personal experience so heavily like you know the years that i was living with a lot of compromise in my life and and let so much doubt and pride and judgmentalism and all kinds of things creep up into my heart and just you know and it was bearing fruit but anyway one of the big things was the God of intellectualism. It was, yeah, of course, it was everything had to be uh, smarter than better than. And I was the guy, actually, the, the first thing the Lord convicted me of February 21st, 2021. It was a Sunday evening. The first thing he convicted me of. And this was like a lightning bolt from heaven, man. This was like, I, I couldn't have reached this through my intellect. Yeah, of course. This was straight to my heart. He says, you've placed yourself in the judgment seat of Christ. Wow. And I was like, wow. Oh my God! I'm so sorry. I repent. Yeah. You know, I'm like that's a big, I, I, big I don't want to be there. I don't want to be in the judgment seat. You know. Wow. But but the reason I had done that, how I got to that seat, was was uh, gradual steps of valuing and trusting intelligence, yeah. my own ability to understand, my yeah. own ability to rationalize, and and that's a lot of what us. you see. I mean, it's it's really started. Man, It, it takes us very far away yeah, from, so from God's far. ways. Yeah. His ways are, are very simple. Yeah. They're very,
1: very simple. Because when he, when he interacts with that horizontal at any moment, when he comes in and interacts with it, yeah. Boof, boom. Yeah. He just can expand it. He can, he, can, he can turn back time. He can hold the sun still. He can yeah. do anything. He can part the Red Sea. He can do anything and yeah. everything. And when we open up to him in that level of, of belief... Yeah, he will do it in our life. He'll do it in our family life. He'll do it in our as fathers. He'll do it as 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 mothers. He'll do it as as um, as uh, business owners, leaders, whatever it may be. He'll do that when we when we humble ourselves mm-hmm. that's to what realize it is. that he is that's what it the is the highest form. He controls it all. Yeah, and why not just be fully engaged with his ways? Yep. Uh, which will allow us to see more fruit in our lives. Yeah. I want to thank you for sharing your story with Absolutely, us. Absolutely, man. I know. My we keep, I know we fun. can keep on going and and keep yeah, expounding on hour upon. two, hour three. Our, hour. Yes, uh, episode two, three, four. But thank, good, you for, thank you for for sharing your story. Um, Absolutely, guys. Thank you for 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 listening. You know, there's there's moments like this where you you can relate to Josiah's story. Um, I just encourage you to do what he did: is to take that moment and hear what God is saying. The Bible says that wisdom cries out in the streets. Wisdom's always crying out. And today, I would say that the Holy Spirit is crying out for you. And are you hearing them? Are you hearing what the Holy Spirit's saying to you? He's trying to get your attention. You might be walking with God. You might be a good man, as Josiah said. I want to be good. But I'm reminded that the Bible says there's no one good. No, not one except yahweh god himself and so in that if we really want to be good we must connect with our father and you will excel in your industry you will excel in your family you'll excel in your community you'll be a person of of of, of high esteem that people want to go to and it's not because of your own intellect or, or it's not because what mm-hmm. you've aspired and what you've accomplished in your own right it's none of that It's because you humble yourself and you hear the words of wisdom and you apply it to your life and then you excel. God adds himself to people who humble themselves. So I would just encourage you with that. Josiah, thank you again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: This has been good. We will do it again. Um, So if you've liked what you've heard, please, if you would uh, like like this episode, uh, subscribe and ring that bell. Uh, we also have our uh, merch shop, which is shop Co. Um, We thank you for us uh, for tuning in, share this with your friends and family and please comment below. Uh, that's the only way we actually know you're even out there. Uh, we know you're watching, we can see the view counts, but, but go ahead and comment for us, man. It really means a lot to us. So thank you so much and God bless you guys.